Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I'm Annie. And I'm Leah. And this is Lactation Business Coaching with Annie and Leah, where we talk about the smart way to create a compassionate and professional private practice. Let's dive in. Well, hey, Leah. It's good to talk to you. How are you? I'm doing good. Hey, Annie. How have you been this week? Been busy. Got a bunch of phenotomy clients um, that I've been walking through the journey with, and they're all in various stages. Thankfully, some of them are doing really well. I had a teeny tiny baby who was only 4'11 at birth, and she is gaining so well, and she's so beautiful. And Oh, I love that. She looks like a bigger baby than she actually is. She's amazing. I just, I love spending time with them. Then I had another I love those family. Great outcomes. Oh, it's the best. It's why we do it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I had another family also for anatomy where we've been working on the body work and working on getting her baby loosened up because he's just so tight. Oh and yeah. We finally got him loose enough with, through body work and just the exercises I was giving them to do at home, where we can really see. Yeah, it's a very clear tie. Would be really easy for the preferred provider to treat, and the mom is struggling with postpartum depression from a traumatic birth. So she's just said, I read what the aftercare is and I don't think I can handle it. And I, I don't want to do it. And it's kind of a place where I totally get what she means. And I'm actually, you know, I'm worried about her wellness. And as much as I can take a step back and see how good this would be for the family, you know, why I'm recommending that they have the tongue tie procedure done, or at least see the specialist, you know, there's, it's always so complicated. You gotta look at the whole picture. I know. And it's, you know, if we don't have kind of all angles addressed, is it still worth it to just move forward with it and not have that aftercare or be, you know, another traumatic experience for the family on an already shaky ground. It's great that they have you to lean on and to process through that and kind of helping them 
step through that. I'm sure that's super hard on you to say, oh, I know that this could be helpful, but I also have to consider the full picture. That's a really challenging case. Well, and you know, even just getting to tell you about it is super helpful because being in private practice and it's isolating and it's hard. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, you're carrying the stuff inside you that you're dealing with, with your clients. And it's kind of a good segue to what our topic today is about, which is about keeping your skills up to date in private practice, especially when you're a solo practitioner, it can be challenging. So today our topic is we are going to talk about ways we can boost our skills and stay up to date so that we're providing top-notch care, even when we're the only lactation consultant in our own practices, which is most of us or many of us. I know you're at a group practice, but I'm a solo provider, solo practice. So before we get into the topic for today, though, I know Leah, you've been cooking up a marketing tip for us. Yes, ma'am. So I recognize that marketing might not be the funnest thing for most people. I love it, but I know everybody doesn't love marketing or the thought process that you think about with marketing is very salesy. You don't want to sound pushy, that kind of thing. But one important aspect of marketing in a business perspective is to really have a plan to it. So you get consistent exposure into your marketplace and that's not going to happen on a, a, you know, like, oh, today I feel like marketing, <laughs> especially if you're having avoidance to it because it's just not your forte. So I really encourage you to create a plan for your marketing strategy, whether that's, I mean, there's so many avenues you can take. And I love the resources that you can find, like with the small business administration, they have different trainings and things, or even just getting some simple marketing books, you can kind of look at the different avenues and coming up with a plan that you can have a strategy to what you're going to do for marketing in your area and and then be consistent with your plan. But I definitely think you need to plan or you won't make it happen. And then you won't see the growth that you're really hoping for, for your private practice. Yeah, I love a good plan. And I also can find it challenging to come up with a plan when I don't have one already, but you're absolutely right. You know, anytime I put effort into my marketing, I've seen it pay off in, and you know, not just like increased calls, which obviously is what we want. You know, we want to expand our client base, but even just in my own confidence in myself and just feeling like, yeah, okay, I can do this. I do know what I'm doing. Uh, I can tell other people. I can tell myself. Yeah. And I think it, you know, when you do these things that are more quote unquote business-like, it makes you really take ownership of the fact that you are running a business and to sit down and have a marketing plan, a budget, a financial plan, you know, all these different aspects that any traditional business would have, it really helps you to be an owner and take ownership. And the more that you take yourself seriously the more your market's going to take you seriously and you're going to stand out amongst those who might just be like, Hey, I think I'm going to start a private practice today. (laughs) Totally. And all of that is good for breastfeeding rates in general. Like everybody else has to raise their game. All of a sudden we're all providing great care for families and then more families want to breastfeed. And now there's even more people who want our services. So there's, there's like every reason to get out there and tell the world 
what your skills are and what you have to offer. Yep. Absolutely. So let's start in on some of our main topic today, which is about kind of the isolating nature of solo private practice and how that might inhibit you expanding your skill set as you move forward. And I really think there's probably some pros and cons to being in solo private practice. I know some friends of mine work in a hospital setting and they're very driven by, they have protocols for this, protocols for that, things they can say, things they can't say. And they do one-on-one consults with outpatient care, but it's you know very hard for them because they're driven by these already set up protocols they have to follow. So in some ways, private practice gives you this open book. I mean, you can make it whatever you think it should be. You know, you really have a lot more freedom, but that probably also comes with some cons as well, because when you describe that hospital setting, everything in me goes, I have, I would never be able (laughs) to handle that. I've always wanted to do my own thing. I really like just creating my own way of doing things. And I don't really like having to do things other people's way. And that's a limitation that I have for sure. And there's not, it's not better to be one way or the other. I think that being somebody who knows how to work within a system and change it from the inside, that's an amazing skill to have. And and to be able to build something on an institutional level, like those are skills I don't have. It's not a passion of mine. I just want to be out there and make my own decisions. And that's good for me on a personal level. It's my style, but I know I can definitely get locked into my own way of doing things. And I'm not, I don't have the benefit of being able to bounce ideas off of other people. I don't have colleagues. I don't have, it could be good to have those protocols that you then have to contend with and they can make you sharper even. Yeah. I was just thinking as you were saying that, that in those those protocols, especially for IBCLCs who are starting out fresh and they haven't had a lot of exposure to different scenarios, those can be great guideposts. And I think when I bring consultants on into my practice, you know, I might share my protocols with them and then they might from there develop their own strategies and protocols. But I think they can be really helpful, but there is such an isolating nature to what we do because I think it could almost stunt our growth as practitioners if we're not really seeking out growing your skill set. Because you can kind of just think in your own isolated little world, like I'm a rock star, I'm doing everything I should be doing. And you don't really know what the rest of the world is doing unless you put your feet in the pool and join everybody else and really say, okay, I'm going to get out there and learn new things, new skills, expand uh, my forte of like issues that I'm an expert in those kinds of things I think can maybe not happen if you don't really seek it out as a private practice, Elsie. Definitely. And for someone like me, where I do feel I do have this individualistic streak or tendency, sometimes seeking out new information can be scary. You know, I have to be real with the fact that a lot of times I don't want to be challenged. I don't want to find out that I've been wrong. And maybe not right. wrong, maybe wrong is the wrong word here. But. Yeah, definitely not wrong, but you don't know what you don't know. And so you go out there and find out what you don't know. And then you're like, whoa, okay, well, I've been doing that differently and I could add some new skills now. Yeah, growth is scary. 
It really is. And I think things behind when you're moving forward. And so it can be really easy when you're a solo practitioner, just doing your own thing to just stay with what you know and stay with what works and keep saying things the same way. And even just recently, I was at just a conference and ended up staying in a Airbnb with four other lactation consultants. And of course we stayed up all night long talking about (laughs) our different clinical things that we saw. And, and it's like, that was even, I got as much out of that as I did out of the conference. Right. I get to do that. It was amazing. Yeah. And it's so neat because I think all lactation consultants in private practice, you develop your own kind of approaches and methods and ways to explain things. And I think it's just so valuable to share, even if it's just kind of talking through a case and then kind of bouncing that off of a a peer mentor. So I think one of the main strategies that we can do as private practice is to find a peer group or a mentor that you can come to with more challenging cases, or they're going to come to you with challenging cases. And I think there's just such power in sharing how you approach something and then letting somebody kind of give you feedback. Oh, well, I might've done this, or have you thought about that? I think your learning just goes through the roof when you have that experience. And like you, I love conferences for the content, but so much more for getting to talk shop with other LCs. It's my favorite and also why I love this podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so much fun. And like fun is a strange word to use when we're talking about working with people in like very dark moments in their life. But the puzzles that we have to solve, oh, yeah. the different strategies we come up with, I hear somebody word things in a way I've never heard before. And all of a yes. sudden it, that I integrate that into how I talk about things. And, and that's where you do kind of get the, the real power and pleasure of being on your own and not within an institutional setting is because I am free. I don't have anybody yeah. telling me, don't talk about tongue tie. I think that's like the biggest thing that those yeah. of us in private yes. practice hear about the challenges of working. The hospital. hospital. Yeah. Like they're not but allowed I think- to talk about tongue tie and I am, and I'm allowed to refer to the provider that I want to refer to. And I, I picked this provider because I know he does it. He does these tongue tie procedures for wellness reasons, not because the insurance will pay for it. And, and there's just so many things I love about that. And then when I can bring that back to a group of lactation consultants, like other people, my colleagues, and, and, you know, say, I, I went through this and then they say, oh, I had something similar. And it's like, it's just like we tell the the families we work with, go find other people and tell them I what know. you're going through and then you'll yes. know you're not alone. So I think there's a lot of different ways that IVCLCs, especially ones that have just started out in private practice and they haven't, don't really have a, a clan yet, some ways that we can get connected. So I know I got connected, of course, through Facebook. I mean, I think that's a huge one. There's so many great groups on Facebook, but I think there's real value in having somebody local that you can sit face-to-face or phone conversation. I mean, there's just something more than reading reading about it on a Facebook group, although yeah. I think those are really great, especially for, I know some lactation consultants in private practice are in a very isolated areas where they are the only LC, so they might really benefit from tapping into some of the online resources for connecting with your peers. But you can 
definitely find lots of very skilled IBCLCs that want to mentor other IBCLCs. I've I've reached out to so many um, quote unquote famous or big name <laughs> IBCLCs uh-huh. when I was struck with some tough cases, and they're so happy to talk to you, um, so willing and and so I think it's it's important to not only look for Facebook groups, but maybe also local. How have you connected? Because I know I'm in groups right now. So we, we talk shop all the time. We call each other as we're leaving a hard case. And we're like, okay, I've got to just hash this out with you right this minute. But what are some ways that you, Annie, have connected in your area? Because I know you are definitely a high number of IBCLCs in your area. Yeah. And I'm very fortunate that I have amazing lactation consultants that I can call my local colleagues. And the hilarious thing is I don't see them in person. I only see them at conferences outside <laughs> of New York City. And I've actually tried to, and it's successfully get together with for lunch or breakfast with local colleagues. And it's hard though, because to do that means I have to give up a client slot. And yes, it's it's definitely challenging. And so does the the other person, you know, we both have to decide instead of seeing a client, I'm going to talk with you. And that kind of gets into, I guess, like a question of budget and to not, I have a tendency to look at my time as being every hour I have for work should be for clients. And I think it's better to say like 90% of your work time should be for clients. Right. And maybe that's like the wrong number, but you know what I'm saying? Right. There is a certain portion that you can say, I am working, I'm networking, I'm collaborating, I'm meeting somebody. And those things are so, so valuable to the longevity of your private practice. Absolutely. So like, yeah, having a singular focus on, oh, I could see a client during this time, but instead I'm having breakfast and it can feel so luxurious and it can feel like, like you're (laughs) cheating. Cheating. (laughs) I know. I just, skip school today. Exactly. That's so not what it is. It's like, I'm investing in my, I'm investing in my career. I'm investing in my continuing education and I'm investing back in the profession. And that's good for everyone too. And and I would also like to kind of kick it out there too, that I do see on these Facebook groups, there are a lot of people who are saying, who say things like, I've tried to find somebody to talk to. I've asked and I can't get anywhere and are feeling like they're shut out. And Mm -hmm. some of these people are either they're already lactation consultants or they're trying to become IBCLCs. And we often hear this from uh, lactation consultants of color that they're feeling left out of the community. And so I would like to issue a challenge to everyone out there at whatever level you're at, be the person who gives the help. Just be that. I just had this like, visual when you said that of you're just joining hands like all the IBCLCs if we all just joined hands what a force of power and impact we could have if we just really each person took a chance a moment to help another grab their hand help them along we could really be so powerful in our professional 
because, you know, we do have real challenges that we're facing. We have multinational corporations that don't want families breastfeeding. You know, we've, right. we have actual legitimate enemies. And so the more we can collaborate. So if you've got someone in your community or someone you're interacting with on online who's saying, I'm trying to get help from other lactation consultants and it's not happening, just say, okay, what can I do? Yeah. You know, I'm here. I hear you and I understand and I believe you are really powerful things. And let's just assume that all these people that are saying it's hard to find connection and collaboration are telling the truth because they are. And so let's just Absolutely. start by believing them and then changing ourselves. We all have something to give. And so give it. It feels great. Yeah, I think so. I really think that's so powerful. And it really just struck a chord with me too, because I've definitely had opportunities and I try to take them whenever I can to mentor or, you know, help another person who's seeking to become an IBCLC or wants to grow their skills. And I would join your call out to all those out there listening to this podcast to just take a minute, help another along and keep us growing. I mean, this is really how we grow and get more skills. So aside from connecting, which is so important, and you said that you do a lot of your connecting through conferences. What are some of the conferences that you found the most valuable for your practice? Well, a big popular one for those of us in private practice is, of course, LCNPP, which is in Philly every spring. It's coming up. It's my favorite. Yes. It's where Leah and I met in person for the first time. And it's great. It's for us. So you're not going to be hearing anything that has to do with hospital work or policy or public health, all those things that are awesome and amazing. Absolutely. But this is really about like you're a lactation consultant in private practice and boy, this is hard. So that's one where I feel like I've grown the most. It's been a place where I've been able to deepen relationship with the people that uh, yes. I do lean on. Those, they're the people who, when things are hard, I text. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Them and yeah. they text me back and they give Aww. me support. And, and then I also went to the IBCLC masterclass, which is, was exhausting. And <laughs> that is an intense 
what, four days, right? And it's oh my goodness. Yes. very, very intense. I have taken that one two times <laughs> because you really cannot get it all. I don't feel like I could absorb all that information in the first go round. I was like, I need it one more time. Just really solidify this information in my mind because it was, it was really, really valuable to enhancing hands-on skills, other tools. I really liked yeah, that masterclass. Yeah. Things and, and the hands-on piece. And so going there that I, I was staying with these four other people and we were, you know, decompressing afterwards and actually spending some time. Some of it was just social because yeah, after, after so- you know, 13 hours of training, you're like, I, I just want to talk about something else. Right. Can we just talk about? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) But then since then, you know, we've been messaging with each other and saying, oh, I saw this today. And it reminded me of the masterclass or what do you think about this? And, And going like specifically to those people who I personally connected with. And I don't know, it's very funny because the whole conference thing can be really stressful if you are not an extrovert. And I know that's like a very, I don't know, a lot of people are like, uh, I'm tired of the introvert extrovert thing. And (laughs) it is real. Like it's so true though. It's so like, I know introverts in my life and they're exhausted from too much contact. So a conference, which is super high intensity, all day contact, you really have to have that decompression time. Or you might not even get the full benefit from the conference because it's just overloading the system. And I think that you also need to make sure you're stepping outside of what's comfortable for you, whatever you find yourself in. So like, if you're naturally introverted, you may need to say hi to the person next to you and say, you need to just be the one to ask the question. Like, what did you think about what they just said? Like start a conversation. And if you're a naturally extroverted person where you're like, I can always find somebody to talk to, look for the people who don't seem like they have anybody to talk to. Yeah, they don't seem comfortable. Yes. Bring them in, invite them in. I'm like in the middle because I actually find groups kind of terrifying. And I'm always like, I need to have my people that I sit with. I need to have my place because I'm a little like socially anxious. I'm like, I'm like the the seventh grader in the lunch. (laughs) I I think secretly though, Annie, I'd say I pretty much think we're all like that still. Because I think every woman who's ever made it through seventh and eighth grade, (laughs) (laughs) maybe all the guys too. I don't know. I can't speak for them, but I'm pretty sure we're all secretly inside thinking those exact same thoughts. But it is so valuable to not just go to the conference for the class and the content, but making those connections, talking through the material with the other attendees. That is super, super valuable for solidifying and really getting the full benefit of conferences. Are there any others that maybe you're looking forward to going to or have found, I know I went to one of the tongue tie conferences, the IATP conference. And, and that one was really, really interesting. I got, I got a lot of information out of it, although it was geared towards many different clinicians. So it was a little intense when they got into like this dentistry and, oh my gosh, I had no idea how, how, how intense dentistry could be, but it really was so fascinating to see our tiny sliver or piece that fits into that. It was really, really fascinating to sit alongside those dentists and to know that, yeah, I'm having impacts 
in this different part of medicine from the role that I'm playing in these families' lives. That was really interesting. And I also like USLCA. I've never been to ILCA, but I would assume it's very similar. But the USLCA that I went to, I really liked because it had a really broad scope of different things or different types of classes. So everything from maybe something that'd be towards more clinical or more private practice to hospital-based to public policy. I mean, it was just like all over the place. So you could really find sign up for classes that felt like they were going to be very valuable to you. And you had just all different kinds of people there. So getting It feels good to be around such a large group of people. And especially if they're international that have, have the same values that you do and believe the same things that you do about the importance of what we feed babies and and respecting babies and, and believing babies are awesome. And that the diet is complicated and fascinating and that there's always more to learn. I actually like would love to go to one of those international conferences, but I I also like, it is a life goal to actually go to a meeting of our local breastfeeding coalition in New York state. I've never been able to go. They have these all day, you know, they get amazing speakers to come and everybody goes and they've always been on bad days for me. And I, you know, for me, I have like a kind of a difficult situation. It's hard for me to get away because I homeschool my kids and yeah, don't, my, my husband cannot take off work to take the kids because he works in film production. So there is no, like he's, he's yeah, I'm not going to film today. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He doesn't work. He doesn't get paid. And so they've all fallen on days where it was just virtually impossible for me to carve out an entire day. I would, I can't afford the childcare for the whole day. My kids are still young enough that they need a person there. They have, yeah. I mean, they have activities. Like that's like the biggest thing. I'm like, if I go to a conference all day, who's going to take them to all their people? The, I know, like but, who's going to be the taxi driver today? And it took, you know, but for me, like when I went to my first LCMPP, it was actually a big deal. It was the first time that I'd really been away from my family and I had to put all these oh. things into place. And I had like six people helping me. Oh, wow. And it was so worth it. It was so much work, but it was so worth it that I was like, I have to do this again. And I had not been prioritizing it. I, cause I love the online conferences. I can fit yes. those in. I do all of them. You'll see me at every gold they have. I do. Yes. I spring. love I do the gold special ones. I do the gold perinatal, which is all this stuff for midwives. That isn't even for me. And I <laughs> do it anyway. I know it's that really lactation. I love I lactation. It. Yes. I mean, those are so great alternatives, the webinars and the the conferences that are online for those that one, I mean, it's expensive to go to conferences. I mean, that's the other Uh thing you've got to have travel and accommodations and food and it can get really, really pricey. So there is huge value in those online resources. And now they've even taken it to where you can even do the community building in those online types of environments too. So I really appreciate that they they know that that's kind of one of the perks of going and being in person is that you get this community building and this getting to talk shop with others. But they've even, I know Gold has those avenues for communication and kind of getting to yeah, chat and everything. they do a really good job with that aspect of it, just using chat and using message yeah. boards to keep I, the conversation going. Yeah, I just did their tongue tie, the Gold Tongue tie one. Did you? I really liked it. I thought it was great. I just, I sometimes, you know, you're getting similar information, but hearing it in different ways, it just solidifies and makes more connections in my mind. I've really enjoyed that. I think another way, if you wanted more, you know, face to face 
hands-on is asking other LCs or maybe different types of providers to do shadowing is another way to boost your skills because you can get kind of stuck in a rut of the way you do what you do. And to see another person go through an entire consult is awesome because you're like, whoa, or even like, oh, their workflow is so nice. Like my, one of the girls that works with me, Heather, she's amazing. And she has this like, awesome ability to like, I call it stealth charting. She's one of those that charts and can get her whole chart and practically her whole report and care plan all done in the visit. And I love watching her because she kind of triggers my brain to think, oh, that was a moment that she was getting some info down and that, you know, and she has her little system. And so I love watching her and visits because I'm, I'm trying to absorb her ways. I'm like, teach me your ways. Uh, that's another case, example of where you're going to have to give up your own time. Oh yeah. Seeing a client, you're going to follow along and watch someone else see a client. And I, you know, I think you really are never too far along in your career or so experienced that you can't learn from someone else who's got skills oh, yeah. that you don't have. And yeah, and it just, it feels good to um, be able to see either that, oh, they do it the way I do it. Now you're validating. Like a confirmation, yeah. Or, oh, I never thought of doing it that way. So I, you know, I really recommend just giving your time, your in-person time, because yes, you can fit in an online conference you know, I'm an aud- auditory learner, mm. so I can listen while I'm making dinner and I really yes. absorb a lot of information that way, or I can listen in the car and I don't have to, and I can sneak that into my unfilled pockets of time. But what I can't sneak into unfilled pockets of time are the things that are most valuable, which is connecting in person with other lactation consultants or, you know, having a phone call. So for those of you who are in more isolated areas where you don't have access to people, you know, Leah's got in a group practice, so she's got other people that she can talk to. And I'm in this busy urban area where theoretically I could have breakfast with (laughs) another lactation consultant, but other people are not, they, you know, you might have to go a hundred miles before you bump into another lactation consultant, but there is this thing called the phone that back when I was younger and we all went away <laughs> to college and I used to call my friends from high school yes. on the phone. Isn't that amazing? Hours. I know. <laughs> now I'm like, never call me. Just I know. Me. But you yes. know what? You, when you do talk with somebody and you have, and you give yourself space and time to do it and you say, I'm actually doing this as an activity. Like I am spending time yeah. with you as opposed to just the quick text. Like I have a question Right. I'm sneaking it in, but you're saying, you know what, I'm not just giving you information or telling you what I know. I'm actually giving you my presence and my time. And I want to let this kind of develop and not just be this quick thing. I know what I want from you and you're able to give it to me, but more like what happens when we just sit and spend time together? Yeah. And really cultivate those relationships. And don't forget the power of FaceTime and Zoom meeting and things like that, because sometimes you need to see the person's hands and how they're describing something or, or different things that they might be doing in person. So if you can't get in person with somebody, that's another avenue to still get that face to face or see, you know, how somebody's describing something or showing you something. That's another avenue as well. So I think we've, we've really hit some great examples of ways that the private practice LC can still be 
growing and developing their skills as even if we're isolated, even if we're all alone. And I really think this is such an important topic. I'm so glad that we covered this today. And I know, Annie, before we wrap up completely, you have a tech tip for us. What you got this week? I do. And I I decided to think about something that was connected to what we were saying. So you go to conferences and you get all these handouts or you do the online conferences and they want you to download the handout and the bibliography and everything. Yes. So my methodology, this is mostly for the online conferences. When I sign up for the online conference, at the very beginning of each lecture, I immediately download all the handouts they want me to get while they're doing the part where they're like, I have my disclosures and or no, right. like whatever that part is before they yeah. start the slides, they always are saying stuff that is like, don't really need to give my full attention. To it. Right. Yeah. Um, so I download the handouts and then I immediately put them into Evernote, which is my favorite PDF organizer app. So, you know, you've got Google drive and you've got Dropbox and you've got these other solutions where you can store documents. But the reason I love Evernote for conference PDFs is because in the layout, when I'm actually looking at them, I'm seeing what it looks like, like the visual of, oh. so it's not just the document name or like that. Little oh, gotcha. Where you have to like squint to be like, is that yeah. that I want? I actually, <laughs> like I click on it. It's big enough that my tired eyes can see it and I can actually remember, oh, right. That was that slide or like it was, I think that that slide I was thinking of is in this one. I can quickly scroll through it. It's, I'm not having to download it and open it and oh. it back and forth. It's just very visual. There's a reason why Evernote is super popular for recipes. It's the same thing or oh. knitting patterns like these, like anything where you're like, there's a visual component to this document that I'm looking at. It's not just about the words in the document. And I really find that to be true about conference handouts. And then you can put tags on it or, and it's also searchable. So I always make sure that I download it. The title is like gibberish. So I upload it into Evernote. Then I immediately change the title to the title of the presentation and the name of the presenter. Because oh, that's, that's great. Remember what, and then I'll put, sometimes I'll put some tags on it, but I'm, I'm a little, sometimes I forget to put the tags or I'm not that consistent with my tags, but the very least I'd be like, I know I, I heard a gold uh, Perry, I know I heard something at gold at some point. I don't even remember when it was <laughs> about meconium, which was actually yeah. one of the best online sessions I ever heard was 30 minutes on meconium. What? Gold. Okay. Like now gold I'm going to have to go hunt that down. What? <laughs> it was fascinating. I'm telling you, it changed oh, my, my life. So, um, meconium. Yeah. Wow. Meconium changed your life. It's Things in my Evernote somewhere. Yeah. Anywhere else. <laughs> so That's yeah. Awesome. So Evernote. Well, I, I love it. Yeah, I've never used Evernote. I think one time I tried because everybody was like, oh, it's so amazing, so amazing. But now you've really triggered me to like, maybe want to go look into this because this is an area, all my conference notes are like in a hundred different places. One time I tried, and gosh, I can't even think of the name of it at this exact moment, but where you can like write on the documents, you can download the PDF and then you can write on it because I got the fancy Apple pen and I thought, oh, I'm going to write notes. And that was kind of interesting because I am a writer. So I do like to write things down, but it still was not very disorganized. So I think this Evernote is... Evernote now you can do annotations and you can actually put like your own notes at the top. On top. Oh. I did did at the masterclass, you know, I'd have actually not at the masterclass because they don't give you the, the PDFs. It's all 
the whole thing is done, but at LCMPP, oh, yeah. they give you the, the handouts in advance. So I put it into Evernote and then I was able to, that's where I was typing my notes. And I'm a, oh. I'm a typer, not a longhand person for notes. I actually, I'm not paperless for everything, despite what you might've heard, but I really, then it's got the note right there with the PDF and that yes. links it all together. I'm not having to look in two different places. And I actually do go back and refer to them. Oh, that's I, awesome. I can find them. Yes. That's the key. It's like, I know somewhere on some file on my computer, there's some notes from LCMPP 2018, but yeah, I'm not quite sure where they are. <laughs> I'm going to have to do some digging and get them loaded up into Evernote. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for that tech tip. And every week I so value your tech tips because I think I learn, I learned so much and I'm going to have new things to work on. So as we close out, what, what do you have coming up? In the next little bit. Oh my God, I have to get my car inspected. And oh. <laughs> client time for something. Yes. Oh man. Uh, that is not one thing that you want to give up client time for. No, I know. At least I'm not the one that has to take it in, but. Um. Oh, it still is just, it's so just hard to find time when we're always trying to find time. I know I had sadly had a car accident. Oh. No. About a month ago and finally found out they totaled my car. So I literally oh. have to buy a car by Tuesday, Amy. Oh I don't even know how that is going to happen. But somehow between now and Tuesday, I will be the proud owner of a new car. But well, I hope um, you're going to get something <laughs> fancy like like a Maserati or a Transit. And then I, I tried. Our podcast. Right. I tried so hard to convince my husband that I needed something like that. But practical is probably more in line with Houston. Houston is really, really, really spread out. If you, there's some funny meme out there, like you can put a whole state, whichever the tiny state is, all in Houston or something. Oh uh-huh. It's so crazy. And so I drive so much. And so I have to think really, really practical, which kind of comfortable too. Yes. But sucks though, because the cars that I like, like the way they look are totally not practical oh, on gas gosh. mileage. And I'm totally bummed about that. And I keep bringing it up. I'm like, but but it looks so nice. And my husband's like, no, you will spend all your money on gas and that's not going to help anything. So get a Subaru. I love my Subaru. Oh, really? A lactation. Like I'm such a cliche. I'm like, a lactation consultant in the Subaru. Yes, I'm working stocks. And I'm on my way to pick up my CSA as soon as this consult is over. To bring my homeschooled children. So <laughs> that's so awesome. I love my Subaru. It gets amazing highway mileage, by the way. Yeah. And my car that wrecked was a Toyota Highlander and it was a hybrid. So it got really good oh. gas mileage. So I'm thinking like we researched so much and worked so hard to pick that car out that I'm pretty sure I'm going to end up with the same car, maybe a slightly newer model, but uh-huh. <laughs> I think that's what we're going to end. Cause like, I don't have the time to go research no, anything no. right now Goodness and certainly no. not, not in a few days. So anyway, good luck. Well, I hope it thank goes you. really well for you. <laughs> and I hope you get your car inspected. Thank you. Well, it was so good to talk to you yes. as always. And um, I really look forward to our next chat. So absolutely. Absolutely. It's been great chatting, Annie, and I'll talk to you again soon. Talk to you, Leah. Bye. (laughs) If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend and leave us a review. 
Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.